Look at your to-do list. If you have one, assuming you do, take a look at it. And right now, pinpoint within the next three seconds, the three most important items on your to-do list. If you can't do that, there's a good chance the reason is because there's too much on your to-do list. There's no way you're ever going to get the most important things done when your to-do list is cluttered. We're going to talk about why this is so important and how you can declutter it. It's Tuesday, so we're going to be talking about productivity. I'm Desmond, and this is your Mental Mastery Moment. This podcast is about changing the world around you by first changing the world within you. Each episode lasts less than 20 minutes and is published every weekday. My passion is to share what I've learned about personal development while remaining humble and open about the fact that just like you, I often struggle and occasionally fail. I'm real, raw, and ready to reach beyond my grasp. I hope you'll come along with me. The fear of mediocrity causes perfectionism in a lot of people, like myself and probably in you if you deal with perfectionism and procrastination. All three of those go hand in hand, fear of mediocrity, perfectionism, and ultimately procrastination. That's how it all surfaces, and that's the symptom that we're looking for. The reason this happens is because perfectionism and fear of mediocrity causes a huge task burden. Simple tasks suddenly become massive burdens for us. We don't just have to build a birdhouse. We have to build the most epic birdhouse that was ever created in history, ever. All those things that are required to do something absolutely perfectly. That gets put on our to-do list. And this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to dig into this deeper. But it's also one of the five fears on that free one-page report I've told you about in previous episodes The five fears that are keeping you from finishing what you've started and finally reaching your goals in life. The fear of mediocrity is one that I've had to deal with and just learning about it was a tremendous insight. Maybe that'll be the case for you. You can get your free report right now. Just have to send a text to 33444 and then put the words, my free gift, all one word, though, no spaces, put them in the text and send it off and then you'll get a text back from me telling you, Where to get your report. It's that simple. I hope this is beneficial to you. I know this episode will be, and I think if that's the case, then that report will be as well because there's four other fears that are really burdening people. So, again, send the words, my free gift, all one word, no spaces, to 33444 as a text message. Real easy. All right, let's get into this episode. This is Tuesday, so I like to talk about productivity on Tuesday, ways we can be more productive. Well, ironically, one of the things I've realized is to be more productive. I actually had to take things off of my to-do list, and that seems counterintuitive, but that's really what happens is we become burdened with this massive list. We can't pinpoint the most important items, and so we start spending a lot of our time trying to sort through our list. Oh, what should I know? I can't do that right now. And there are tools and resources that are available that will sort your list based on context. So if you're sitting at your desk, well, you certainly can't change oil in your car, so that's something that you can just take off of the list or at least hide while you're sitting at your desk. So there's those things. But one of the things that I want you to think about doing is uh, estimating the time it takes you each day to do something. And so regardless of where you're located, what the context is at this moment, again, I'll use the example, you're at your desk so you can't change oil in your car. If changing the oil on your car is on your to-do list for today, 
it may need to be pushed to tomorrow, regardless of whether you're in the garage or at your desk. Does that make sense? Because we sometimes just put on our list all the things we want to get done today, but in reality, most of them will never get done. So here's what I do. Estimate the time needed to complete a task. And if you're using a sauna like I do, there's a hack to do that where you put the time at the beginning of your task around brackets. I won't go into detail on that, but that's one of the things. So if something takes me a half hour in brackets, I'll put 0.5 and then close the brackets and then the task. That way, when you look at today's to-do list, you'll know whether you've got 12 hours worth of work scheduled or not. And you know you're not going to do 12 hours worth of work. Now, you might want to do 12 hours worth of work, but you've really only got 8 to 10 hours in your day to get things done. And you probably don't even have that. And here's another thing is scheduling for interruptions, unscheduled, unexpected interruptions. You actually have to schedule for them. And if you've got an eight-hour day available to you, And this is what I do for me. If I've got an eight-hour day, I schedule between four and five hours worth of work because I realize there are going to be interruptions. There are honestly going to be distractions. No matter how focused I am on everything, there's going to be somebody who's going to walk in and ask me a question, maybe work-related, maybe not work-related, and it's going to slow me down. It's going to distract me from what I was getting done. So I don't schedule more than four to five hours worth of work in a typical eight-hour workday. Now, if you have 10 hours, then maybe adjust that up. If you have less than that, adjust it down. But don't fool yourself into thinking you're going to get 12 hours worth of work done in an eight-hour workday. You really only have about four to five hours of real task time. You're going to have a phone call. You're going to have your your manager or somebody, a, a customer or somebody, call you up with a bigger question than you planned for having that day. Plan for less time to do what needs to be done and then move those items that aren't going to get done that aren't critical for today move them into tomorrow and then look once you've done that process here's really what i love to do once you've done that process you moved what you can't do today to tomorrow look at tomorrow you may have cluttered up tomorrow with 15 hours worth of work we'll go through do the same thing even before you get to tomorrow maybe at the end of today and, and move those items out of there and start to massage. Basically, you're taking the wrinkles out of your task list. You want to kind of shift things down that, that aren't going to fit and aren't critical. You're going to have some items that are critical and have to stay in there. And maybe your tools have a starring feature or some other way of denoting that this is a must-do item. If that's the case, I'd really just put it in your calendar and schedule. You know, this is going to take two hours, so between 10 and noon, this is what I'm doing. And that way you just get that put in there and you know it's going to get done or you, you you increase the likelihood of it getting done. And then the other items push out because you've got to stay very clear, very focused. Have you ever, this just popped into my head and I, I love these analogies, but sometimes I think I'm weird because I come up with this stuff. Have you ever been looking for a seasoning in your on your spice rack or maybe in that cupboard where you keep all your spices? Now, we love cooking, so we have tons of spices, some stuff we've used once or twice, some stuff we use all the time. But if you've ever been looking, even with a lazy Susan that you you know turn around and spin through, it, it can take you a long time trying to find that seasoning that you need right now for the recipe you're cooking. So we actually have a little tray next to our stove, like a, like a little area where we keep very frequent spices. So that's kind of what, like what I'm saying you should do with today's list 
is make sure that you're not opening up the cabinet of every single spice you have in the cupboard and, and trying to figure out which ones you need for this recipe. Make sure you get the ones that you use all the time segregated over here on the side. And then go through and plan and move, pull out the recipes. You don't want to deal with this during the course of your day. Hopefully that analogy works for you. If you like cooking, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Now, one of the things you want to look at, and I'll keep running with the spice rack analogy, the spice, the cupboard analogy is there are going to be some items that you just keep pushing out. Those are the ones you probably need to eliminate or delegate. And there's some spices that are up there that just keep, don't leave them in the front. If you don't use them, actually just move it to the back. Get it out of the way and just move it back. But then every once in a while, you need to go through and say, well, some of those are going to just be old. But you just need to go through and say, is this something that I really, really need to get done? I've been pushing it off for four and a half weeks now. Maybe it doesn't need to be done. Maybe it needs to go into another list, not today's to-do list, and just take it off of the shelf and put it in a someday list. And I know if you're a follower of GTD or getting things done, uh, that that system, there's these someday categories. There's a someday category. And that's great. And I've, I've used those before. Honestly, if you're a really, really busy person, you rarely get to the someday category. You just have so much going on that you never even look at it. But what happens is if you are scheduling four to five hours worth of tasks in your eight-hour day, you may get to the end of your day, and that's the time to go to that someday category. You could also look at tomorrow's tasks, but if you've scheduled tomorrow properly, then let tomorrow be. Look at that someday category and say, is there something I need to do? Remember, I, I wanted to research a new keyboard for my computer. Well, now I can do that. It wasn't critical day to day to day. I kept pushing it out, pushing it out, pushing it out. Obviously not that important. So I moved it to my someday category, and now I've got an extra half hour. I can look in there. Oh, let me find that keyboard. And it's that way it's moved off of the counter. It's back up in the cupboard. It's moved away. How about another example for you? Uh, this is, think of your clothes in your closet. And I know I'm kind of like this where I like to move the clothes that I wear most often, at least in, I'm in South Florida, so it's always short sleeve something, right? <laughs> There's very few long sleeve items in my closet, but the items I like wearing every day, I like to move to the front. So the they're right there for me, and I don't have to dig through. Everything doesn't get put up in different places. Some of us, that's what our daily task list looks like, a closet full of clothes, and you're late for work trying to get ready in the morning, and you're shoveling through stuff that you never possibly are going to wear in the middle of May in South Florida. And so move those items out, shift them down to the end of the closet or put them in boxes or bags and put them away for the season. Or admit that even though that $150 jacket or shirt or whatever was great and worth $150, it may be worth nothing to you now. So that item you may need to just ditch, donate it, and let somebody else use it who really needs to use it. Same thing with your task list. There may be things that you just need to delegate to somebody else and say, you know, this isn't important for me to do, but it should be done. So I'm going to give this to somebody else, ask them to do it for me. And hopefully they can accommodate it. And hopefully it's beneficial for them as well or for the team as a whole. So shift through those items. Make sure that you're not trying to dig through all your winter clothes in order to find something to wear at the beach. <laughs> it, it just makes sense. Once you start to declutter, you can work through that list so much quicker. Imagine if you only put two hours worth of work on there and maybe you even 
segmented your day. So you say morning and afternoon or something, whatever works for you. Just try to, It's just like trying to clear off your desk when your desk is, I've got all these enough. A friend of mine tells me, he goes, you are the king of analogies. <laughs> I, I catch myself every once in a while, like just now, I've got another analogy, that desk, just trying to clear it off. When you can clear it off, you seem to get more done because there's just more, there's, it's just a pure energy at your desk. You're not, you're not cluttered with noise and there's all this stuff going on making visual noise for you. Clear it off. Make it serene. Make it calm. Leave one thing, your notepad, right in front of you because you need to brainstorm this new marketing plan for a product you're launching. Maybe that's what you need to do to clear it off. I was going to use another analogy. and I'm, I, Okay, I will. <laughs> It's like your junk drawer. You have one of those? I think we all do, maybe numerous ones. When you need to clean that out and, you know, you just have to shove things in before you close it back up again, it might be time to clean it out. And maybe that's what your task list list is like each day. You're trying to shove things down and get them in there because I know I need to get this done. But reality is you're never going to get it done. And the reality is in your junk drawer, unless it's been used recently, that piece of whatever, that scotch tape that you knew you had in there, it's going to be very difficult to find. So what do you do? And here's how you clean up your task list, list too. Is You just take everything out of there and then you start to categorize it. You start to, first of all, eliminate the items that just can be eliminated. There's probably stuff in there that you thought a year ago you would maybe need someday and you've never used it. Eliminate it. Get rid of it. Just move it out of there. It may not even need to be done at all or throw it away. And then the other items, start to categorize them. And as you go through them and categorize them, another tool that uh, David Allen with Getting Things Done suggests is the two-minute rule. If there's something in there that can be dealt with right now in the next two minutes, do it and get it done right now. Same thing on your task list. You may be moving something day to day on your task list and you keep moving it to tomorrow. And it's really only going to take you about two to three minutes to get done. Now, David Allen is very strict about the two-minute rule. He even said to use a timer so you start to really understand what two minutes is. But if there's something you can just get done right now and it'll take you less time to do than it will take you to shift it to tomorrow, just do it and check it off and be done with it. We're managing things that really are taking more time to manage than they'll take to get done. Once you've categorized everything, then you'll you'll notice there's going to be this one category that says these items are super critical Well, those are the items that you need to make sure get put into tomorrow's or today's schedule at the very top and star those. And I don't know what you're using for tools. I know Asana, Toodledoo is one I've used in the past. Remember the milk, Todoist. There's a ton of different tools and resources available. You can star them or you can change priorities on them. So make those items float to the top. Get them up there so you get the most critical item done. I know my podcast becomes one of those things. These episodes is one of those things that just needs to be done. And if I'm if I'm on crunch time and I need tonight's show to be posted, then I need to do that before I do anything else. Even before I share yesterday's show on Twitter or in social media, I need to make sure that I'm getting today's show done. So figure out what those items are and then start to put in the other items that are important, but not necessarily critical. But don't overload that to-do list. It's one of the most important things you can do as we just, we get ambitious and our eyes get big and yes, we can do all of this and it'll be so great if we did, but you never do. In fact, you get less done because you got so much going on. All right. Hope this helps you. I know it helped me a lot when I did it. It helped me a ton when I actually did this. And, you know, we won't even go into that perfectionism thing where maybe this project doesn't require 37 tasks. Maybe it could be done in 20 
separate subtasks. And then, you know, it'll be a product that's good and it'll satisfy the need. It may not be perfect, but it'll be good. And so you can, and we won't even dig into all that, but that's something to consider as well for you. Okay. All right. Remember, this kind of comes out of that fear of mediocrity. And again, that's in that one page report I put together on the five fears that are keeping us from finishing what we've started and ultimately, finally achieving our goals. And I'd love for you to have that report. It's free. All you got to do is send a text to 33444 and put the words my free gift in the text. Send it off. You get a text right back. Try it out. You'll see. It's kind of a cool thing if you're trying to share stuff and get word out about stuff. It's a really cool tool that I use. 33444 and then put the words my free gift in there. And listen, yes, I'm going to send you a couple more emails or a few more emails over the next few days, digging deeper into each one of those five. But I'm not going to like bombard you. I don't want that in my inbox. And I know you don't want it in yours either. So get the, the one page report. If you get it, you get the follow up emails and you're like, okay, I, this, I don't need it. I had somebody unsubscribe the other day and said, sorry, it's got too much stuff in my inbox. Great. That's exactly what I'm saying to do with today's show as well. You know, just clear it up so your inbox isn't like your to-do list. That's fine. Do that. I don't want anybody on that list who doesn't actually benefit from it. Get the one-page report and hope it's beneficial. And I'd love to hear from you if this helped you or if the report helped you or whatever. I'd love to hear from you. One way you can do that is by giving a rating and review for this show in iTunes and it helps other people find the show because when iTunes sees a lot of ratings and a lot of reviews and they're five stars then iTunes says hey this is a show that we maybe need to make more prominent and they start to raise you up in the search rankings in iTunes and so if this show benefits you then it'll benefit others and you can help share that with others by just putting in a rating and a review in iTunes best way to do that is just to follow a quick link I set up Go to pdesmondadams.com slash iTunes. It'll open up iTunes for you. If you use Stitcher, you can go to pdesmondadams.com slash Stitcher, and it'll open up Stitcher for you. Uh, Great app, by the way, if you use an Android. So there you go. Uh, We're at 69 reviews. We really want to get to 100 five-star reviews, and I'll need your review in order to do that. I really will. I'll need yours in particular in order to get there. Don't assume somebody else is going to do it. All right. Enough on this. I hope this works for you. I'd love to hear from you. I really appreciate you. May your reach always extend beyond your grasp.